0: for joining us, and welcome to Activate Your Health. I'm Josh, and I'm Kayla, and we're back again to discuss all things health here in Allen County. From the fun to the serious, we discuss healthy related issues that affect the people that live, learn, work, worship, and play in our county. So, once again, thanks for joining us on a beautiful fall day here in Allen County. We have a great and insightful episode planned for you today. We're going to be discussing how to maintain your health. Through Thanksgiving, then we'll be joined in studio by Paul Downing, the operations manager of the Salvation Army Lima Corps Community Center, to talk about Toys for Tots and the other great community work that they're doing. And then, lastly, as always, we'll wrap up with upcoming events in the region.
1: Uh, we'll get started with talking about maintaining your healthy lifestyle during Thanksgiving, which we know can be a challenging and stressful time, uh, really the whole holiday season. When we think about our schedules not being normal, we think about the extra parties, the extra activities, the extra chances that we have to spend less time being active and more time indulging on some treats and snacks and things that we probably normally don't have in our diet. So we have some tips for you guys. we thought we'd share to try to help you give it some thought and some preparation as we kick off this holiday season.
0: Yeah. So the first tip that we would have is to show gratitude. It's really great for your health. Displaying gratitude is good for our relationships and has follow on effects for physical health. So taking a moment to acknowledge the things that people do for us that we really value actually has downstream consequences for both people. And those are positive consequences. So Thanksgiving is a perfect opportunity to show gratitude. The word Thanksgiving actually means giving thanks, but gratitude requires action to receive the health benefits of gratitude. And we recommend practicing gratitude beyond the tradition of just naming your blessings at the Thanksgiving table. Not that that's a bad thing to do, I just want you to take it a little further. So when you feel grateful, don't forget to say it to people. Everyone likes expressions of gratitude. In order to reap the health benefits of gratitude, you need to make it part of your everyday life. And so here we have a few tips to kind of just focus on displaying gratitude. The first thing I would say is just to make a list of what you typically take for granted. This helps you realize that you have a lot to be grateful for because... There are all sorts of things that every one of us take for granted in our lives. The second would be to consider what your life would be like without the things on that list, be it a person, an event, circumstance that you take for granted. Just imagine if they were gone. That helps reform those feelings of gratitude. Number three tip would be to give something away. When we give something away, when we're givers, we reflect more clearly on what it's like to be a receiver. Also, We're grateful for the opportunity to give, knowing that giving brings happiness not only to ourselves, but to others. The fourth tip I would have for gratitude would be to identify non-grateful thoughts. For example, thinking that you deserve better circumstances, that people have it better off than you, that life is boring, that I'm entitled to this or that or the other thing, that life is monotonous, tedious. Things have not turned out the way that we want it. Let's get rid of that. Instead, let's focus on grateful thoughts for the people experiences and things in our life that we're fortunate to have. And then lastly, the last way that we suggest gratitude beyond Thanksgiving is to find someone behind the scenes at your workplace, neighborhood, family, and thank them personally. Speak words of gratitude directly to them. It takes a couple minutes and both of you will feel much better afterwards, I promise you.
1: That's a great tip. I think that's the start, I believe, of anything healthy. It starts with a healthy mindset, a healthy outlook on life, and then also being that way towards others and showing gratitude towards others and also thinking about all the things that are so great in our own personal lives. So once we have our right mental mindset, this next tip may be a little bit easier to do. Because our tip number two would be to eat less, learn to say no. So things that we want to say no to would be sugar sweetened beverages, too much alcohol, second helpings, bringing home unhealthy the healthy leftovers. And then of course, those pies, stuffings and casseroles that are plentiful this time of year. We would like to change our attitude and say yes to smaller portion size, staying well hydrated and drinking plenty of water, eating a balanced breakfast and choosing white turkey over dark meat turkey, which I think those are just a couple of the multitude of tips that we could give you in terms of eating less. But really, I think that breakfast piece is really important because we do sometimes tend to think if we're having a really busy day and we know the rest of our day is going to be filled with lots of parties and lots of additional food, we may think to ourselves, to save some calories, I'm going to just skip on breakfast and that way I can eat more throughout the day. And really that's just faulty thinking. So we're hoping that we can entice you to think differently, to choose breakfast first, get your body started on the healthy track in the morning, which will help you eat less throughout the day, but also just start your metabolism as well, which we really need in order to, again, keep our balance throughout the day. So don't skip breakfast, even if we are tempted to think that we can save those calories.
0: (laughs) Yeah, because I know when I've done that, I just eat more anyway. Like it just, it gives me carte blanche to put that extra piece of pumpkin pie on my plate because I skipped breakfast. So that's a great point, Kayla. The next tip that we have is to move more. So, you know, around Thanksgiving, plan to go for a hike at a local park plan to go outside and play some touch football or some other outdoor games that you and your family enjoy. If you have pets, especially dogs, make sure that they're getting a walk just because it's Thanksgiving and you might be traveling more. It doesn't mean that our furry loved ones don't need to get out. And by walking them, you're going to get that physical activity as well. And then, you know, A great way just to get people moving when the family's all together is crank up some of those old favorite tunes that you guys used to dance to when you are kids and just dance your heart away. It also sets a good precedent for the little ones in your life to not worry what people think about them when it comes to how you dance and move and have fun. Just to get out there and be active and be a good role model and set a good example. You know, try some of these tips. And I think you and your family could have the healthiest Thanksgiving that you've had yet. If you can practice gratitude, eat well and move more. I think you're going to have a great start to your uh, a healthier, let's say, 2022 to 2023 holiday season.
1: Yes, definitely. And I know in our family, we call it the turkey bowl after we eat. I have retired, but (laughs) there are some of those who are younger. We've been passing that along for many years now, playing some football after we eat and having some bragging rights associated with that. So there are a lot of fun things that you can do as your family gets together, those who you may not have seen for a while, to really be healthy, to be moving, and also be social and catching up with folks while you're doing that. So you can start a new tradition this year and call it the Turkey Bowl.
0: Yeah. And you know a lot of (laughs) folks have those competitive juices that get flowing around family members. So it's always funny when I think about those family football games and things like that, of them getting a little extra competitive and the uncles that come in and are dunking on their (laughs) their little nieces and nephews. So get out there, have fun and be active, eat healthy and show some gratitude this Thanksgiving.
1: And yeah, so now it is time for us to move into talking with today's guest.
0: We are joined in the studio by Paul Downing, Operations Manager for the Salvation Army Lima Corps Community Center. So thanks for joining us today, Paul.
2: Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for having me.
0: So first off, we want to talk a little bit about what Salvation Army is, what is it that you do, and in particular... Let's talk about what you do beyond Toys for Tots, because we'll talk about that in a bit. But I think a lot of folks really think Toys for Tots when they think Salvation Army. But you guys are so
2: much more than that. Oh, definitely. I mean, people, you know, that Christmas. Christmas is, is definitely where people notice the Salvation Army the most, whether it's Toys for Tots or the kettle, out there on the kettle. So past that is what goes on on a regular daily basis, which is a food pantry that is open Monday through Friday. You know, so that's always available. There's different things with that also. Help with rent, utilities. That's all part of, you know, some of the programs that are available through our social service end. The food bank is just a great way to help out with that. I think we're one of the only—there's there's maybe a couple in town that actually do food throughout the week. Mm-hmm. So having that available to people is a tremendous help to the community. We team up with West Ohio Food Bank— and uh, Lima City Schools to do the student food pantry. That's kind of a part of that, like an offshoot of it. But it gives children from the school, mainly Lima Senior kids, because we're right across the street, that opportunity to come in and get a snack after school. So that's that's always a good thing. A lot of the kids from Lima Senior walk. Hmm. And so you know they can get that snack. Parents might not be home from school yet. It really helps out those that are in sports. Because they're gonna stay there after school, I don't get a chance to go home because I get I live a mile away. Mm-hmm. So I can go to Salvation Army, grab a snack, get something to eat, and then go back and do my sport.
0: And that's a tremendous time frame because evidence shows that vulnerable kids are at the highest risk from that, like three p.m. to six p.m. right after school when a lot of parents might be at work yeah. and they need those pro-social activities right after school. And so it's great that you guys are providing that um, in your environment there.
2: Yeah.
1: So can you talk a little bit about those programs and how you get the word out to the kids about that? And again, maybe more about your hours during the week and that maybe the location as well, since we didn't really touch on where you're actually located so sure. folks know where, where you're talking about.
2: Yeah, we're located 614 East Market Street, right across the street, literally, from Lima Senior High School. In association with all the food things we do there, we do have an after-school program. So that goes on basically from three to five every day, Monday through Friday. While school is in session, I should say, if school cancels, we usually cancel the program hmm. because our, whole, our kids are gone. <laughs> so we do that, and that's basically an open gym program. Guys can come in, it's usually guys, I always say guys, but anybody can come in, play some basketball. It's usually about an hour, hour and a half Of like a free time. We do offer some help with education. So, I mean, there's people there to help tutor and do some of those things, but it's more about recreation, kind of cooling off, giving that spot after school to come and just hang out, Mm -hmm. be there. So that's there. And then we feed them too. So there's a hot meal usually with that every day, which is available. Tuesdays and Thursdays, it's more structured. So at the five o'clock, 435 o'clock time after we feed them, then the program kind of shifts, and it's a little bit more, it's kind of Salvation army would <laughs> if you want to go lingo, to some of the programs they offer. In a sense, it's like a boys' clubs, mm-hmm. girls' clubs, things of that nature kids can get involved with. There's like karaoke drama. there's some choir, different things like that, you know, where uh, electives, they call them, where mm-hmm. the kids can come in and pick, hey, I'd like to try that, or I don't want to do this. And so they have some opportunities. Those go to about 6.30 or 7 o'clock at night on Tuesdays and Thursdays. We also pick up for that group. That one kind of extends past the high school kids and deals with a lot younger kids. Actually, we're full. We're actually turning people away right now because we don't have enough leaders in there to manage all the kids. And we're probably right around, I think, 50 kids right now on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So you get the meal, they get a lot of activities, everything's structured and helps build and grow. So it's just a great program for, for youth.
0: And is that free of charge to any youth if you have openings?
2: Yes, that's all free of charge. Yeah.
0: yeah, so that's an amazing opportunity. Now, what if somebody out there in the community wants to be a leader? Are you recruiting leaders for yeah. that program,
2: volunteers? Definitely would take volunteers and leaders, yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, Just you want to call the Salvation Army, I can give phone numbers uh, 419-224-9055. Start there. You probably want to connect with our new captain, Captain Charity, Bender. She kind of heads that up. Or James. James is is a good contact. Actually, you probably want to connect with James. And I can't remember their extensions right off the bat. I know one's 215, the other one's, I believe, 218. Okay. But you'll hear the prompts. So James or Charity would be someone to contact with. And definitely, we could use the help. If If we have help, then we can do more kids. Yeah. We figure out ways to rotate the supper part and activities. But if we have help, yeah, because right now we're literally turning kids away.
1: In terms of the food pantry, I wanted to circle back to that as well. So you're open Monday through Friday with the food pantry as well. Is there certain hours for that or certain criteria for folks?
2: Yeah, basically the uh, the hours are 9 to 3. I don't know all the ins and outs of that one. It's generally, I think, once a month food pantry. Okay. So you can get there, but you get like a week's worth of food. Mm -hmm. And if there's a special situation, there's always times when there's a need to, oh, we need to address this. We need to do something with this a little bit more than the norm. So we can kind of jump out of our box on certain circumstances. But generally, yeah, it's that nine to three. They take a lunch break in there, but that's available. Like I said, you get a, a healthy dose of food. It's a choice pantry, which is kind of unique, too. The person comes in for food, mm-hmm. we don't just bag a box of food and say, here you go. Yep. We actually let them shop through the food pantry. So they go back and walk it. That way, they're getting food that they would eat. I'm not going to give you a box of cereal that uh, nobody in my household is going to eat this, and I'm going to toss it. We try to get away from as much wastefulness as possible and give people what they want, something they're going to eat, something they're going to cook. There might be something back there they don't know how to make. I don't want that because yeah. I don't know how to make it. You know, yeah. so if we can teach them how to make it, that would be great. Then they're getting something that they want that's going to be nutritious and, yeah. and help sustain them.
1: And it also relates right back to being in an actual grocery store as well, which people really do enjoy because they yeah. can pick out their own. Too, they get to pick like out, out their said. own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: And with the other programs, a lot of uh, programs that we do at Salvation Army are funded through like AEP or there's or, or someone else. So the dollars are regulated of how we can mm-hmm. spend them. So with most of our programs, other than the food, you have to go and extend all the government agencies first. Mm-hmm. So you would need to go to like a mm-hmm. WOCAP or somebody else to make sure you've exhausted. We're kind of like the last stop in the system in a sense that once you've exhausted everything else, then we're there to, to really make sure you don't fall through the cracks and then really help you out.
1: Yeah. So in terms of eligibility, those who are referred from WOCAP or those who can't get what they need from a
2: different resource in the community- they then can they fall would fall back on you. Yeah, they would fall guys. back to us. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but you need to exhaust those other ones mm-hmm. first because our money is kind of tied up that way.
0: That's really insightful. Well, thanks mm-hmm. for sharing that. Oh. Beyond your food pantry, your rent and utilities assistance programs, and your after school program. Let's dive into the big ones, right? Everybody does really talk about and gets excited for Toys for Tots and the Kettle Drives. So tell us a little bit what goes into that. When do you start planning? How many volunteers that it takes? Like, give us just a breakdown of that program and how you guys bring that out to the community in such a large scale.
2: Let me start with Toys for Tots. We're taking boxes out this week, so you'll start seeing the Toys for Tots boxes throughout the community. We have about 180 participants throughout Allen County they get a collection box and just go to town. And a lot of them will do those things. You'll see some public, some will be back behind. I know like Coles is in their their break room. So some businesses take them and and the the employees really do it. That's why you say, why would you go there with a box, you know, sometimes? And it's it's usually the employees that get behind the program. And then their clientele. I know we have a few dentists and it's like, that's not where you're normally going to take a toy. But if you know that your dentist is there, you're going to visit again. So them and their employees do that. It really, it's, it's through the foundation. The Toys for Tots is a nonprofit on its own. So I'm, in a sense, a volunteer coordinator for this area. We answer to the Marine Corps Reserve. They have a foundation there in uh, Quantico right. <laughs> that we get to answer to. It's all fun because it's all military. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you, you make sure your all your I's, is and it? T's are crossed. Everything is, is Yeah. They're they're real fun with that, but um, really great partnership. The nice thing about Toys for Tots is no money leaves this area. The foundation covers all of our expenses as far as like the promotional stuff that you would get from Toys for Tots, anything that we would have out like that, the boxes, the signage, all that stuff is covered by the foundation, and they do that behind the scenes and get all the corporate dollars to back that all up. So we don't have to spend any money on that, The organization, even with the foundation doing that, is 96% of the dollar you give to Toys for Tots goes to children, goes Marvel. back into the actual program. So they spend very little on promotional things or, or anything like that that's just unnecessary expenses. That's like a really big plus. Locally here with us and the Salvation Army combining those two organizations together, we do over 700 families every year. With the kids, we do approximately 1,500 children every year through that program, and that would be ages infant to 12 years old. The older kids in those groups, sometimes we'll get a family that might be a kid just turned 13. I don't know where the 12 started to be the cutoff thing, mm-hmm. but when there's older kids in the family, what we try to do, at least at the Salvation Army, is box those up differently. We, we try to make sure we throw games. Things that are family-oriented, into those bags so that that child is included. All the toys that come in through there are brand new so that nobody's getting a used toy. It's not a recycled thing. Everything is brand new and unwrapped. And people sometimes say, well, why can't we wrap them? And there's two reasons. One, we want to make sure it's a brand new toy. Number two, we just feel that it's better for the parents to wrap them It gives the parents the kind of ownership of the child doesn't need to know that this Mm -hmm. toy came from the Salvation Army. This toy came from a different organization because my parents are in a tough time. We don't want to do that. We want to make it so that the parent has the ability to wrap that toy and it's coming from the parent at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. So the child doesn't need to know any of that other stuff. It's great to let them know sometimes, you know, like why your mom or dad would support an organization. So... Hopefully, when they get out of that cycle or, or that pattern or, or that situation that they, they found themselves in that particular year, they're able to give back and become a productive member that can add to and help somebody else down the road. And we've seen that numerous times where we've had people that applied for assistance and, and came in and like oh, I just some people were embarrassed. It is kind of humbling to have to do that. But there's things that happen. Sickness, job layoffs. The economy is not the greatest right now. <laughs> so you, you see more people getting into those situations. And if you're not prepared for it or you don't have access funds, which a lot of people don't, then you find yourself in a tough time. And so that's why we're there. That's what we want to do. We want to make sure our kids get something. And it takes a lot of stress off the families. Oh, I'm not going to have to go out and really provide Christmas, I could maybe buy some food with that. Or I can meet this medical bill now because mm, yeah. that that simple thing was covered. And it's, it seems like a simple thing. And it really is. It's pretty easy to buy a toy for a child.
1: Yeah. So those who are listening who potentially want to buy a toy and take it to one of the locations, 180 locations. So you're, yeah. you're probably going to run into a place that has a box. You probably will. Um, so you're saying anywhere from infants all the way up through the young uh, up, teens. Yeah, up are, to young teens, yes. Okay, okay, so looking at toys in that range. Yes. Um, and again, remembering that they should be new, still in the box, and
2: unwrapped.
0: Yes. Right and and how does a family apply to be a recipient of the Sure the Toys for Tots program. Yeah.
2: Well we had our, our original signups were in October. We normally do them the first or second week of October so that we can get rolling. And that you were asking earlier when we start. We basically start end of September, early October. We have to do start getting the information out because the people that are collecting the toys for us need the information. So we have to get the information out as quickly as possible. That's why we do the signups kind of early. I know some people miss them. And so we do have a late sign-up, and I do want to make sure we mention that. Our late and last signup will be November 15th, and that runs from 9 to 11 and 1 to 5 p.m., It'll be at the Salvation Army, the 614 East Market Street. You do need some ID and things like that. There's a you know got to bring a driver's license or state ID for adults. Birth certificates, social security cards for basically everybody in the household, but birth certificates for the children. We'd like to see income, expenses, just kind of know where you're at with that. Simply like a utility bill, anything of that nature would be acceptable. That'll help us out. I know it seems like a lot of information, but... You're out there trying to make sure you're helping those that need it, number one. We have people we have to answer to as well. And a lot of community businesses and organizations that donate, they want to see the demographics. They want to know who you're helping. And so this is just a way to help us prove who we're helping and why we need to help them.
1: All right. So yes, for families who may need assistance, again, that was November 15th at the Salvation Army office from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. and then again, 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. So if you do need assistance and for those of us who are able to buy some toys, please make sure that you do get those into those containers that are across a wide range of businesses (laughs) here. Um, I know the Chamber of Commerce has one as well. So we are Chamber employees, so I'll plug that one. I know that it's a (laughs) Chamber of Commerce
2: downtown. We'll have a box available there.
0: That's yeah. right. And I think, like you mentioned, Coles. if you, Walmart has them, right? Some of the yeah, big retailers. Almost so. all
2: the retailers have them. I will mention this. We do have another program, Angel Trees, which is not Toys for Tots, but it's it's kind of all connected. We have, I think, 15 or more participants with the Angel Tree program. Now you don't see those quite as much. Those are more like in-house business. People decide to do those. The difference with the angel tree is the angel tree will have a tag on it and those will be at all at the two Walmart locations and Sam's locations in the near future here. What those do, the tag has the list of things that the child may want. So it has a list of some needs, it has their sizes, in case you'd want to buy clothes, shoe sizes, things like that. So it's a little bit more detailed. Those gifts can go directly to that child mm. and that family. It's a little bit of a, an extension of like what Toys for Tots does. So like an angel tree participant, when we get those toys in for them, that'll go to their bag, and then we supplement that with Toys for Tots. Oh. So it just kind of helps build that one up. But that helps us out, too, because a lot of times it'll be bigger families that we get, which is a little bit harder to fill, and it does narrow down what the child's kind of requesting. It doesn't have to be exact. But you know, if a kid's looking for a superhero, it states that on there. So, oh, I can buy a superhero, and I know he'll get at least something that he wants. So that makes it really nice. A lot of those are in businesses that you normally would not see. Applebee's does have them. I'm trying to think of my public ones. Walmart, Sam's, they're around. If you see a tree with some tags on it, it's, it's one of ours.
0: And if you're interested, you can call the Salvation Army. They can. will connect you with the right information, tell you where you can go. Yeah. And, yeah.
2: and you can always just buy a toy and throw it in a Toys for Tots box. So that's really okay. easy. Simple.
1: Let's transition over to the lovely red kettles that we see yeah. also throughout this time of year. Um, yeah. Let's talk about that program, the importance of it, who you're serving through that program, and of course, the need for volunteers.
2: Yeah, who we're serving is is it's the basic things that we do all year long. And so this is our one big, big fundraiser. I know we do a little bit in, in July as well, but this is the main fundraiser for Salvation Army. It's all Christmas long. <laughs> But if you're looking for a way to help others, you want to volunteer, This is a great way to do it. We just ask people to give us at least two hours. That helps cut down the run time of going from place to place. We have a lot of locations. I'll have to mention those. Pretty much every chief store, the two in town and the one in Delphus, all the CUPE locations, Walmart, Sam's, Hobby Lobby. There's a lot of locations around. A lot of times groups will do this. It's great for churches. It's great for youth groups. It's great for service clubs. A lot of the service clubs do it. You'll see like Rotary does a day. They, they take like three or four different stores stand for us those days. Alliance Club stands. A lot of these different organizations and churches will do that and help us out by taking like an entire day. And then they'll go back to their church and kind of section out the day in, in two-hour increments. They make it easy. But anybody, like individuals, really basically 16 and up. Can volunteer. We can take younger ones, but I need an adult with them uh, to stand just to you know be safe. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of a fun way to give back. If you can handle the weather, hopefully the weather holds <laughs> yeah. out and it's not too too cold <laughs> this year. But it's just a great way to get out there. Dave here gets to stand. He stands every year for me.
0: That's he Dave Woodward, so- our Dave producer, short in there. Yeah, give him yeah. some shout out. Gotta
2: give him a shout out. He stands uh. every year, and he knows what it's like out there. He really enjoys it a lot. <laughs> it,
0: <laughs> it is usually bitterly cold.
2: <laughs> yeah, no matter what day Dave picks, it's cold. So,
0: <laughs> so pick a different day than Dave picks yeah, if no you want. some sunshine, yeah. Yeah,
2: definitely. Uh, but we'll be starting that. That comes out really soon here, November 7th, only a couple weeks away. And that'll go all the way till December 24th. The only days we don't stand are Sundays. So we have Sunday off and Thanksgiving <laughs> those two days <laughs> hey. so other than those two days I'm working every day. It's a great time though it, it really does help us a lot. The nice thing is what we bring in, it supplements what we need to do for Christmas. It really extends throughout the year. That kind of helps us make our budgets almost like a telethon if, if you want you know look at it yeah. in that way to where we have to raise that money to make it last throughout the year so if we do a good job then we're safe and we can make it along with grants and help from the community throughout the year and we need to mention that too I mean the community has been very supportive of Salvation Army so you can donate anytime but this is just a time to highlight that get out have some fun do it with some friends it makes it more enjoyable it's really a tradition now with Christmas, I think if the Salvation Army wasn't out there, it'd be it'd be weird. Yeah. yeah. Wouldn't feel like Christmas. Why go season. to Hobby Lobby
1: without seeing Salvation Army? Yeah. Like, I <laughs> don't know they? what I would do. <laughs> where are they at? Why are they not out here? That's what I find Yeah. So that yeah
2: it doesn't feel like Christmas without us no. out there anymore. So yeah, it, it goes and supports all those programs that we do. There's there's some more that we haven't even mentioned. We do a karate class on Tuesdays. We do back-to-school supplies. We always help in with uh, Lima City Schools. We do the back-to-school celebration. Mm. So we're a part of that. We're collecting supplies for that. In the summertime, we have programs going on, day camp and things like that that go usually about a four-week day camp. And then we have the opportunity to use a regional camp that we have around Cincinnati, Mm. really actually Kings Island area. The camp's located down there. And I think we get about four weeks that we can send kids to that camp. It's a little bit more exclusive. You're gone for a week, and that usually fills up really quick. And that one does have a slight cost to it, but it's just it's minimal. The Salvation Army here locally covers most of the cost for that. This year, we did a special camp. We did a Theater 101. It was really unique. My daughter is a theater major. So when she was in town, I'm like, hey, <laughs> we've been talking <laughs> about this. I want you to do a camp for me. And so we did a two-week-long camp. It worked wonderful. It was a great camp. We teamed up with Encore Theater. We brought kids in that had never been like into the Salvation Army before. So we kind of exposed people to some things that the Salvation Army does. We exposed kids to theater, which never really thought about theater before. You know, yeah. it was like, oh, okay, summer camp. Well. We had two specific kids that had never even tried out, never done anything with theater at all. And parents like, oh, this is a cool idea, and the kids like, oh, I don't want to <laughs> go to this camp theater, you know. But they ended up really enjoying it. I believe the the boy ended up going and trying out for one of the, you know, I think it was uh, 101 Del Nations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so we had kids that like never thought about theater before, or got ex- you know had exposure to that, and that's kind of my daughter's perspective on it. She wanted to kind of give back anyway, and find a way to expose kids that normally wouldn't get that chance. And this was open to anybody. There was no income, things like that on it. This was completely open. If your kid thought about theater in any way, it was open to you. And so it was really nice. Really, really fun camp. We hope to do it again next year.
0: Well, and I heard some great things. I, I actually, I think I know who that kid is who ended up trying out. Because anyway, long story short, yeah, um, I tried to get my nephew to go to the camp, and I think he missed the deadline. But uh, my sister wanted to sign him up. So I heard, anyway, I heard really good things yeah, about it. It
2: was a really good camp. Yeah, it went it went really well.
0: So, Paul, you guys are doing a lot of great work. I just want to say thanks to you and the Salvation Army for doing great things here in our community. For the folks that do want to volunteer, want to give, want to stay up to date with everything that you're doing. Find out when your next program cycles are starting. How can they stay up to date with everything that you guys are doing?
2: Best way is probably our Facebook page. I mean, that's probably what they keep up the most. It's a small staff, and we're not the techiest group. <laughs> <laughs> so the webpage is more of a, a national thing. You know, you'll find if you're looking for national news that the Salvation Army is involved in, you know, whether it's a disaster relief help or support, uh, what we're doing on that level, that stuff is there. If you're looking for what we're doing locally and the events that are coming up, Facebook is probably the best place to find us. And, of course, you can always give us a call. And we try to put it out there anytime we're doing anything special. We've got new officers this year just came in in uh, the springtime. So having them here, they're a tremendous help. They're loving the community. They're out there getting real involved. We were at the fair this year. I know a lot of people saw us at the fair this year. Gave tons of stuff away at the fair. So uh, if you saw our booth, you were probably blessed with something. (laughs) 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 But it's just been a a good time, and uh, we're out there trying to do what we can. And yeah, definitely, if you want to help out, just give us a call. We'll hook you up. We'll find a way to connect you. And
0: one more time, what's that number?
2: Phone number is 419-224-9055. And if you want, I guess, if you want to talk to me, uh, my extension's 211. I do know that one.
1: (laughs) He knows his own number. You're listening to Activate Your Health, and we've been chatting with Paul Downing from the Salvation Army here in Lima. A lot of great programs that we've learned about today that I'm sure many likely do not know about so we hope that you've learned some great things and we do hope that you take some time this holiday season to donate a toy stand in the red kettle program donate some time and donate some of your good fortune to those who may not have so much so we do appreciate your time thank you
2: paul yeah thanks appreciate it thank you very much
1: All right, so as always, Josh, we have lots of great activities and events to look forward to as we get into November. Of course, we want to mention first and foremost, off the top, our annual Healthy Families Expo, presented this year by Mercy Health, will be held on November 19th from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. at the Civic Center in downtown Lima. Of course, this is our biggest event of the year. We always want to kick off the holiday season with some free fun for families. So we'll, of course, have Santa with free photos for the kiddos, a live Reindeer, Static Music will be joining us. We also will have over 25 great community vendors on hand. So if you're interested in learning more about programs like WIC or Help Me Grow, or looking at potentially getting some Narcan for your business or your household or for someone who may be in need, we'll have that available. we will also going to have Mercy Health on hand with a lot of great screening and resources. So if you need it, or may not know that you need it, but you want to check it out, we We'll have that resource likely available for you that day. Of course, the staples like the face painting, the balloon artist will have new this year, our 360 photo booth. The bounce house will still be on hand this year. So again, that's November 19th from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Really fun time. We really enjoy doing this.
0: Yeah, really something for everybody and your family to enjoy. So make sure you're checking that out on November 19th. The next event that we'd like to highlight is Lima Chamber Fest. This is a fun event that takes place on November 3rd. From 5.30 to 10 p.m. at the Civic Center, downtown Lima, a great way to support the chamber, but also have a lot of fun, win some prizes, and go home with some great stuff. So check out the uh, Lima Chamber Fest on November 3rd.
1: We also have night hikes going on at McLean Teddy Bear Park. That will be happening November 3rd, starting at 7 p.m.
0: Also happening at night is our monthly stargazing at Schoonover Observatory. Those take place on Friday evenings. The next one will be held on November 4th at 8 p.m., and you just meet at the Schoonover Observatory, and you haven't had an opportunity to check that out. It's a really remarkable thing that we have in our community. Very rare to have observatories and telescopes available to the public like we have at Schoonover Park. So make sure you check that out.
1: The annual Pancake Day is back again this year. It's November 5th. This is what the Sertoma Club does every year. They host the Pancake Day at Lima Senior High School Cafeteria. You can get tickets ahead of time or at the door. It's 6 a.m. to 1 p.m. again on November 5th.
0: Teddy Bear Park and Johnny Appleseed Metro Park District has another great event on November 13th. It's called Go Outside and Play. McLean Teddy Bear Park. And so that starts at 2 p.m. out at Teddy Bear Park, a great way to get your kids outside when it might be a little colder, have a lot of fun and connect with nature.
1: Trinity United Methodist Church will be hosting all art singing bowls taking place at Trinity United Methodist on November 16th. That will start at 6 30 p.m.
0: The rock band Warrant comes to Lima to the Civic Center on November 20th. Make sure you get your tickets if you like 80s rock music. So Warrant comes to town, and I know some folks are excited about that one.
1: The Turkey Trot, the 5K, November 24th. Lots of great 5Ks do happen. I know around the Thanksgiving time, it's a great way to get some <laughs> calories burnt before Thanksgiving dinner. So registration starts at 9 a.m. The race starts at 10 a.m. That's at Faroe Park again. That Turkey Trot 5K.
0: Something to entertain your family in. the evenings is the Mercy Health Bright Nights at Allen County Fairgrounds. That is where the lights and displays take over the fairgrounds. You can drive through and see a lot of great displays. And that will be going on from November 26th all the way to December 24th. And those take place from 6 to 9 p.m. out at the fairgrounds. So a great way to see some amazing lights right here in Lima.
1: And that's a drive through as well. So it's great to be able to stay in your car, stay nice and cozy, go and get your hot cocoa and drive through Those fun lights over at the fairgrounds. And finally, last but not least, it is Christmas tree festival time. That will be starting at the end of the month, November 30th and running through December 4th. You'll be able to see the times at the Allen County Museum website, or you can give them a call to learn more about that. But that is an annual event here locally that many people love. That's the Christmas Tree Festival. That will be starting up on November 30th.
0: Yeah, so with the holidays coming, we have a lot of great events and programs taking place in the community. So get out there and support something that you are passionate about and have a lot of fun. But we also want to remind you that if you have been struggling, if things haven't been so great for you and the holidays bring some extra stress pressure and feelings that maybe aren't so great, there is local help. So we just want to encourage you if you are struggling to please call the crisis line at 1-800-567-HOPE. That's 1-800-567-4673. Or you can text 741 741 if you're struggling. So please do not hesitate.
1: Thank you for joining us today. And we'll be back in December for our final episode. Crazy as it sounds, 2022 is about to be behind us. So we'll be coming back in December and we will get you ready for 2023 and help you make that your healthiest year yet. And until then, we hope you stay safe, stay healthy, and we will see you soon.
0: Bye. Bye.